0: And our YouTube channel to chronicle our adventures. Come along with us to amazing places and learn from our mistakes and our successes.
1: We hope that you will get out there too and have a photog adventure of your own.
0: It's episode bonus and it's not a bonus as much as I want it to be because unfortunately (laughs) this episode is owed to you guys. We have an episode we missed last week when I was sick and situational.
1: I'm going because of the content guys, you know. That's what we're going to talk about. Oh, he's story. going
0: because of what we're about to talk about. I'm the rolling my bonus eyes episode. because it's
1: a bonus episode because we went out to find the drone that we didn't find
0: yet. Again. <laughs> uh, again. So consider this more of a, an update on the drone and how it yeah. went looking for it again. <sighs> uh, so if you can picture two schmucks out in the desert I wandering around
1: <laughs> aimlessly looking for something that's as big as a human
0: chest but cannot find it. Those of you who haven't been caught up on this adventure is that we lost an Inspire drone flying it out over an awesome look of the O-Edge Overlook, and this place is a canyon, oh, like a it's mini an amazing, Grand Canyon. awesome it, place, yeah. It's so cool, and it's a hidden, beautiful gem of Utah that is not traveled by a lot. It no. It's not traveled by many.
1: No, not at all. Um, it's a place that almost nobody knows about, and it... Is just so I don't know, like we we drove the camp. like first of all, the first day we went to look for it, we hiked in. It was a crazy long hike. It took what two hours? It took almost two hours
0: to get to was there. faster than I thought it would take, because it was about five mile hike in. So it took two hours to get in. And two hours
1: to get in, two hours to get out. So we walked for four hours just to get to the spot
0: mm. the first time. And then spent four hours. And we spent like four, three to four hours looking. Ugh. Thirteen mile hike <sighs> yeah. day. We both had blisters on our feet because we had two we hadn't blisters on each foot yeah. hiking like that. No, not like that crazy. No. Maybe two miles in and then two miles back. And that was a really hard hike for Photog Adventures. Yeah. This, this one was, was nuts. Insane. Very easy, very flat. Yeah. It wasn't like it was a tough one. We had some upper areas, but uh, listen to another other podcast. If you want to hear the details of <sighs> that because I think we go into how we shared the yeah. backpack and all of that jazz. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So. We had the beautiful opportunity of borrowing my father's Can Am. Hey, thanks, Dad. Thanks again for letting us borrow your truck, (laughs) trailer, and Can Am. (laughs) (laughs) And like classic photog adventures, but not entirely classic. The whole trip (laughs) began with flat tire repair. But but
1: at least if it starts that way, (laughs) it doesn't end that way, which is great. Yeah, right? right. So we take the tire to get repaired. So it took an hour extra just to get going just to get going on top of the two hours that it took us just to get out to the I mean it, it, we
0: can't do anything on time
1: that was the worst example of possibly <laughs> trying to get something done I woke up at 610 I woke up I got here before
0: 730 and you're waiting for me to arrive at about and then, 745
1: and that's fine it wasn't too no, bad no you came like literally five minutes after
0: I got oh, here thank so it was too bad
1: and then we were off but then we weren't we weren't really off because then we had to go to your dad's place and that was like an hour and
0: we had to get half. breakfast and to get breakfast first heading south in utah for uh, some reason uh, you go uh, past an a, 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 there's a border called the food border and it has this food netherlands that you can't find typical classic chain restaurants or even just regular restaurants you can find sit down mom and mom and pop like hole in the, hole in the rock kind of Hole in the rock, hole, On the wall. hole in the wall. Hole the wall places. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you just, it's not going to be easy at certain hours of the day and you can't find them. And luckily we do have yeah. the Google search. We find most places to eat, but mm-hmm. there's just mm-hmm. this desert. It's a food desert, like they like to say, but it's not yeah, a food really desert is. of healthy food. It's just, well, I guess technically, yeah, because gas station food still exists, but we don't want our meals from a gas station. No. So we're thinking we got to get something now for breakfast before we leave the food leave the food paradise that is Utah County, mm-hmm. and then continued on to the desert. And if you keep going on I-15, you get to St. George and Hurricane area, and those areas have food. Right. Cedar City has food. Right. But, but man, we weren't going there. there nah. So we got to my dad's yeah. place. He went to the trailer, saw that a tire was flat right from the start, so it wasn't even our fault. It's not like we did something. That no, the trailer sat there all winter and had one flat tire out of four. Which is you, you know, know probably classic for most trailers that sit out there like that, right? Yeah, yeah. And so we got that repaired. Got off going. We had an extra spare tire for the Can Am, even. We were ultra prepared. Yeah. And you said it. You said exactly what happened.
1: Yep. Which is, if you're prepared, hundred percent prepared for the worst, usually it doesn't happen. No. The times. Which is you why you should always have.
0: prepare for stuff, guys. Seriously. Yeah. Prepare honestly, for the worst. that makes sense. You have a flat tire. You're or you have a spare tire. You're ready for it. Probably nothing will happen. Mm-hmm. But the one time you don't, or the one time you have a spare tire that's in there that's totally flat we are going to get a flat tire. You know how great it was, guys? Like we had one duffel bag with like some
1: extra things, some extra gloves. We had goggles for the wind. Like it was windy, you know, mm-hmm. and it was, we knew dust was going to be kicking up and we're driving a cannon, which has like right. no windshield. So we got a couple goggles. We got on our snow pants and warm because it was kind of chilly when we started, but mm-hmm. not too bad. You know, it was actually comfortable. It was a little breezy, but it was like 50, mid 50s. If are driving 20 miles an hour in mid-50s, it can get chilly. So we just you know cover ourselves to be a little protective and be a little
0: more comfortable. Mm-hmm.
1: Drove out there like 20, average 20 miles an hour. It's a really easy and drive. Yeah. If you
0: <laughs> heard the other podcast, you awesome. know the hike was really flat, but then you just continue down the road a little further from where we started our hike. There's a pullout, and from there, there's some ATV trails. Mm-hmm. And that is an eight-mile ATV trail th- up until the cane wash and then merges into the cane wash. Cane Wash is the wash that goes through the canyon right past where we lost the drone. Yeah. And so we went right up that Cane so Wash on 18th So It was double ATV the trails. distance than we
1: walked, and we hiked the first yeah. time, but we were going 20 miles an hour, not on two On flat, awesome and so, terrain.
0: And yeah, he's saying it was, saying so it much was better. very easy to do. and So comfortable. Only, I guess, maybe halfway we started hitting muddy water, but very low muddy water.
1: Oh, yeah. It was easy to navigate. Thank
0: goodness we waited a few more weeks after all the snows and all the rains that had to come through here.
1: Yeah, and I made sure that when we left yesterday that the weather was good two days before and two days after kind of thing. So we wouldn't be like, you know, stuck in some kind of weird flash (laughs) flood situation or getting rained on or whatever. So as luck would have it, this yesterday, Monday, it worked out really well to go out there uh Mm -hmm. the weather was great the last few days it was mostly dry yeah uh the areas that were that had water was like a small stream trickle i mean it was just like barely i just
0: had to slow down enough that i didn't kick up and spray ourselves because we did get sprayed yeah a few (laughs) times (laughs) If you go too fast through those puddles or too long through a puddle you start picking up water and whipping it at yourself yeah and the
1: cannon wasn't really isn't really designed to protect the driver from spray necessarily Mm -mm. we pretty much got it if we Went in it, would get it. So,
0: <laughs> And it's, yeah. if you guys haven't driven a wash like this, it's a lot of fun to get around little obstacles. Like It was a, a fun drive. Off. Even just being a
1: passenger, it was a fun drive. Was yeah. it still fun? Because you oh, didn't yeah, get a yeah. drive that day. I would have loved to have drive, driven it, but it was fun just even being a passenger.
0: <laughs> it was a cool area, cool terrain, right up until probably a 100 yards from our destination. Yeah. That's when we got It was the very
1: last stuck. turn to get to the spot. One last little bend. And it wasn't even a hundred. Yeah, it's like a hundred yards. Nothing. Nothing. Big old rock. I mean, we could have gone up and around it, but we we're going up straight up rock again, and then yeah. going down. And someone you could actually see on the other side. Someone actually built a ramp with rocks and a and a, a little, little rock small pile. small log um, as a ramp down back into the goalie to go around this massive rock that we we had evidence of. Can-Ams going through it and scratching <laughs> along the top of this rock and probably being very mad that they'd
0: scratched their powder coat off. Yeah, the rock was tall so, enough that some ATVs could go right underneath a little bit ATV, of a bill, like, a, like a hat, the bill of a hat, kind of a part of the yeah, rock sticking out of the top. Yeah. So like an ATV you're saying you could get underneath. Fit through.
1: A motorcycle ATV would barely be narrow enough to fit Duck through. Duck your head, A stuff. Can-Am, no, we weren't going to risk it. The Especially roll bars, since they hit that spot. Yeah, <laughs> and his dad wants to sell the Can-Am, and so we weren't going to do that to him. That was right. just going to be... Yeah. So we parked up. it,
0: took off all the extra like layers we had for the wind, and we started hiking in and we were thinking with huge optimism we entered this. Mm. This entire search felt like a very symbolic representation of the optimism and pessimism of life. <laughs> That's how I felt throughout the whole thing. With every hill I would go up, I would be gaining optimism cuz beyond that hill it's unknown. What's up there? I'm going to see it. As soon as I get to the top of this hill and crest over that hill, Mm. I'm going to see this broken, wet, muddy DJI phantom or phantom-inspired drone. That's what I kept thinking every time I hit the hill. And I'd look with optimism, and, you know, I wouldn't see anything different than what I've had before. (laughs) And like in life, you come up to situations that you're thinking – Ah, if I can just change my situation, the grass is greener on their side, if I go and do this, I'm excited for that new job. And you get in there, and you know maybe that job is kind of more of the same of what you had in the previous job. Mm. And after a while of sameness, you start getting tired of it. You start getting bored of it and start having pessimism about, I'm never going to find this drone. And then I'd have another hill, another section that I haven't been to before, and I'd regain that optimism, and then i hit the slumping valley of sadness that would be searching through that area and not getting anywhere, not seeing the drone. And that freaking drone, oh, I just, it's white and black, and yet every shadow and every light spot is white and black all around us. It's,
1: it's crazy because there's some really green, the trees are starting to get really green, mm-hmm. but then they have black bark. Very dark, I mean, it's like dark gray, practically black. It looks like it's burnt just because it's but they've been you know out in the weather and sun for I don't know 100 years. Yeah, some of these some of this wood, and (laughs) then you've got that on top of
0: cracked branches that are all like shaped like a DJI wood with the X shape and the crossing bars. Yeah,
1: you got tons of branches that are dead and have that are black and that could mimic the shape of the drone. You've got the rock. Which is typically red and orange rock, but then there's tons of really bright white rocks too. Yeah, in there, and so it's like it's like the worst case scenario of Where's Waldo. It's like the most intense <laughs> Where's Waldo you've ever seen. And I'm sitting there, and I'm, and I'm thinking, why didn't I bring my binoculars again? Like, why on earth did I forget my binoculars again? Um, would that have helped? I don't know. But, but every uh,
0: white object you saw in the distance, you could have checked. Right and really scouted, really combed an area over with your binoculars on. Instead of that feeling of walking, and every step you took, you kind of passed by rocks or trees that from this angle you can see right now. Mm-hmm. But when you get a few more feet this way, now you can't look on that side of the rocks. Oh, and yeah, that and side the, the terrain
1: was so varied that once you take like 10 or 20 steps, then there's a cliff on one side of you that may only, may only be five or six feet. But yet right. alone, it's still a cliff, and you can't see over it. Mm-hmm. And then there's the same thing above you. And so you can't see over that either. And so you literally have to go every single place.
0: Yeah. You got new blind spots. Because it could be anywhere. Every five feet.
1: Yeah. And I felt like a genius going on the other side of the ravine and seeing from there because then I could see almost everything. Yeah. And I didn't genius. have my binoculars because <laughs> it was like 500 yards away. And my eyes can only see well. I'm so a
0: genius. Far. Wait, what is that?
1: Yeah. And I'm like, is that it? I'm like telling Aaron, I'm like, go over there and look and see. That could be puzzies. like, it's just a rock. I'm like, crap.
0: I was already so tired at that point, too. I was like, I'm not going to walk over there. That's a rock, man. I could start to see it easier as I got mm-hmm. closer. But the walk that you had me do to get to that point, I was just. Well, you're going that direction anyway. So I'm just way. like, hey, just go over here, It by, wasn't you know, out of my way. I was just tired right. of walking. I was like, oh, I'm not going that direction. <sighs> So we spent hours out there again. When we arrived, we had a goal. We had not gone up the hills as much. We had only stayed down in the area we thought it landed. Right. When we returned, you looked at the data and noticed that it not only gave us that last marker for where it was last seen, but it was right. also traveling at very mm. high altitude. And it was also, well, I shouldn't say high altitude. Like 80, it was like 80 feet. Hundreds That's of feet high. high. It was just 80 feet high. Yeah. And it was going at a certain pace, right? Well, was 50 the pace? miles an hour, it said it was going forward and, and descending, descending at three. So I need to go
1: do like all my like trigonometry math or whatever and, <laughs> and figure out where the heck this thing was actually going because the last map that I have has those details pointing in a certain direction. I thought I did the math and I thought, okay, if it's going three miles an hour down, 50, 50 miles an hour forward, it only get like so far, like it was like a thousand feet far farther from where it originally and the ro- reason
0: it's going forward is because you're pushing on the joystick and the forcing joystick. it to go forward but it also wants to land itself It was trying so to land and I was thinking- like four
1: percent battery so it was landing and i was going forward and at 80 feet but was it 80 feet above where i took off or was it 80 feet because if it was 80 feet above where i took off uh, that's, that's really
0: high really really high can we find that information out can you look at the flight plan and see the beginning height and that height and compare and know whether it's 80 feet above yeah, that Yeah, because it point? might
1: actually know the al- altitude, actually. It might actually know the Please. altitude
0: before we started. Because that changes the diagonal and how far it could get going down at three miles per hour. Right. I mean Which we, means it, it changes could the way number considerably. Versus,
1: yeah, so I've got to look at that and see.
0: Which would make sense after searching for four hours again why we couldn't see it anywhere. Because it could have been...
1: Way further than what we even looked, 200, be, 300
0: yards that way. Right. <sighs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, so, you figure that out and do that math because that's going to take. I us thought there. I did,
1: and I thought I did, and, I, and I'm thinking about it again after being there again. I'm thinking something's not right because we're still not finding it. And the other thought that I'm having is I'm seeing other footsteps here and dog prints, and you know, and deer. Deer tracks and stuff like that too. And I'm thinking, did a deer grab this thing and drag it off? <laughs> Stinking deer, humans. or did it? Or did like somebody with were walking with their dog actually go out hiking
0: and see this thing? Like, hey, cool, two thousand <sighs> dollar drone. That's nice. It seems like it you know? should stand out as wide as this thing is. Like you describe it as big as your chest. Yeah, it's. I mean, we're talking two feet wide, right? It's like with a good all foot and a half wide on. in
1: each direction. Like it's a big drone. You know? It, yeah,
0: it's not a small little guy. No. So I don't know. It's <sighs> just
1: it was just another just journey of frustration <laughs> right and difficulty
0: too because now we yeah. got this goal of going up the hill and we're going up rocks that every step you took more of the rocks started to fall down the hill you started little rock falls every step almost oh yeah it's very loose very loose right and places that you could put your foot down ended up being the debris field that fell down from the previous rock fall and so it was all kind of loose and sandy and movable and with every step with every weight i shifted on every rock i thought This is the last rock fall I'll ever see because I'm just going to go down with these rocks. There's also these massive boulders that we're crawling up and around. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, dude, if this boulder boulder gives, I'm dead. Like what if that boulder just needed 200 more pounds of pressure to start rolling again? I was on one and I thought, okay, if it starts rolling, what do I do? I know. Obviously, I want to go back (laughs) to the the thing thing where it was rolling where I jump off there. But I'm like, do I I stay on? on this
1: thing if it starts falling?
0: Am I safer if I stay on it?
1: Or am I safer jumping off? Like, I don't know. Because <laughs> if I jump you. off, it's like 30-foot drop, you know? <laughs> if I stay on it, uh, maybe it takes most of the impact. Maybe I'm okay. I, I, and it's just like, yeah, these weird thoughts go through your head. It's like, is this 200 pounds? The last 200 pounds that this thing <laughs> is going to take, and then it's going to start rolling and give way? It's It, it was nuts. It I mean, all these head. weird, crazy <laughs> thoughts going through your head. <laughs> And we were at least separated always by like 100 to 1,000 yards, you know, like separated. And so we could see each other and yell at each other, but we kind of wanted to fan out so we could cover more area. But at least I didn't poke myself in the
0: eye. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So as you're going around this area, we're really trying to comb it. And if we just go on the easy spots, we're not combing it. I got to go up and down awkward terrain. And there's these little sections where it was... you know landslide debris that you can go up easily but then they'd have little cliff faces they're not huge just like as tall as me where it would have these little rock outcroppings and you'd climb up them well it's that one that was particularly loose and by every step i felt like i was going to end up pushing through this rock wall i mean think of it more of like a thin wafer Cracker, mm. like a thin weight for a cookie, and every step was breaking off little chunks of rocks. And so I didn't want to put all my weight on one and just end up scraping it all the way down and falling. Mm. So I was looking for other objects to hold on to. And there was this tree, a uh, bush with a big old stump underneath it that I'm like, okay, I can grab onto this. And as I held on to it, I started going up, I realized it was kind of moving, but not much. I was thinking, just take it easy. Don't put all of your weight on this stump. Just put kind of A lot of it, and you'll be able to pull yourself up still. It's going to give you just enough grip to get up there. And so as I'm figuring out my footholds, I'm not looking up. And I start pulling on that a little bit too much, and I rolled it. And I rolled one of the branches down and into my right eye. And it's sharp. It's sharp, has like 17 points. Imagine <laughs> it as like a rubber band holding a bunch of toothpicks. And it was just this stump of toothpicks oh, poking at me. Oh. And so I feel it go right in my eye. And there's one that shards off, breaks off in my eye. And like a toothpick- Because you close your eyes, right? You probably break yeah, a piece off. I held onto one. Like I closed onto <laughs> it. And just like how you put a toothpick in the in your mouth and hold, the, hold like your arch of your mouth open and your jaw open with a toothpick. That's what my eye was doing because now it was painful- holding the stick, and I'm realizing I just started poking my eye, and my eye's watering like crazy at this point. So I'm feeling warm liquid, thinking it's blood, and I'm trying to get this one piece out. I finished pulling myself up and started doing all this cleanup that I'm talking about, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I could have lost my eye right there. I only poked my eyelid. Now, how does it look right now?
1: It looks not bad, actually. It just looks like a little scratch.
0: A little scratch? Yeah. It's kind of puffy. It's not even
1: as scabby as it was yesterday. All
0: day to day, I felt like this eye wanted to fall asleep. That's mm. how it felt. It was just this itch and tired of my eyelids.
1: Yeah, it's healing. It's healing. And then when he told me this, as he's yelling across the, <laughs> this little gap. ravine, the it's gap. It's probably 3,000 yards away. I'm sure um, all of our numbers are perfectly accurate. Yeah, they're so accurate. It's <laughs> probably like 300 feet. Anyways. <laughs> it's a tiny little thing. We're <laughs> like, it's this giant. It's so far. It's yeah. a chasm. Um, so we, uh, <laughs> he's yelling at me. He's like, I just poked my eye. And I'm like, oh, crap. So I'm recording with my camera <laughs> or with my phone. Of course As he's he starts telling me, me, and I'm like, "Yeah, you poked your eye, and you're on a cliff. Like, if you would have like fallen, <laughs> you would have fallen. Like, and I'm estimating this pretty correctly. I, it's about a hundred feet because I'm looking at your body, and it's like this big, and the gap was like it at looks least 10 so of much you.
0: worse on your camera from your footage. Oh my gosh,
1: it looks so far. And I'm like <laughs> counting. I'm like, okay, if this is one, I'm like two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's like a hundred feet, man. Like to the because it was like the because you would hit the ground and and not even just the ground, but there's the ravine underneath that. So you would have like rolled all the way down past me and then into the other ravine with rocks waiting for you at the bottom. So you
0: would have heard me scream so, out, "Ow, my eye!" And then, and then Homer like, Simpson it the rest of the way down. Yeah, it would have been tree branch, tree branch, rock, boom, boom. And I'm thinking, dude,
1: <laughs> your eye is better than your life, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh is. thank goodness for
0: eyelids oh my man. gosh they like, protected my eyes. and then like i'm crazy. thinking
1: dude if he would have lost his life not only would have lost my business partner and my friend <laughs> and your friend way, he would have lost you. all that for a freaking stupid drone yeah like oh my gosh dude that would be like the
0: worst uh you would have so i was back grateful my... you were still alive <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for being grateful that I'm yeah. still around. I mean, bringing back my carcass but not the drone would have really hurt. Oh, your parents would be so pissed. My parents. <laughs> <laughs> not only Thanks did I drive your kid back
1: the... and your truck back, but here's your dead son. Thanks for returning here's the Here's a truck. big rock in his head. Can't get <laughs> it out.
0: I figured we will leave it there.
1: Yeah. Just bury him with it.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, I tried to kill my right eye, and I'm really glad I didn't. I just healed up from an ingrown hair on my cheek, and being that I'm I'm a narcissist, pretentious person, I guess, I don't want to have those on video clips, and so I didn't record anything last week. It's like, I'm going to heal this up, you know? I don't want to say a narcissist. That's the wrong word. You don't think I'm a narcissist when I care about my looks? Yeah, that's not narcissistic. It is, though. No, it's not. Yeah, it is? No. Okay, we'll look it up, but I'm yeah. telling you, a My, narcissist our audience is... Thinking, is yeah, it's not right. Okay, go on to Instagram and vote for Aaron. I don't know how we <laughs> vote for Aaron, because a narcissist... I'm going to look it up while we talk about something else, It's, I'm vi- vi- you. it's, it's vanity. vanity. It is also, but narcissist is vain.
1: Yeah, they have vain characteristics, but now we're talking psychological. Stuff, so basically, we're going
0: into a narcissist as someone who's extra, extra that, and maybe I'm well, saying something narciss- too strong. Basically,
1: a narcissist is someone who only cares about themselves and doesn't have empathy they they can't feel for others oh that's
0: true and I'm not that yeah you're right dang it you don't vote for much. Aaron vote for Brendan you feel too the much one for other people right. is
1: the problem so you're almost Thanks, anti-narcissist you're just,
0: it's just a little bit one, right. one of my greatest weaknesses is perfectionism <laughs> Yeah, what is that? I'm a perfectionist. So, anyways. <laughs> so I'm quoting now in the clip that I won't talk about right now. But there is a blah 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 my look, and so now I'm all thinking I'm healed up. I'm ready to film some more stuff, and I got a puffy. Eye. I wouldn't worry too much about it. with your glasses on. You can barely even tell. I don't wear my glasses I'm, anymore because my glasses bug Rob Bryan. No, sorry, Rob. You won't let he's, me put glue on it and fix it. <laughs> he hates that I put gaffer's tape to fix them, and he's right. Just get some white tape like every
1: other nerd and just do it properly. <laughs> like every other nerd, because yeah. I'm like a the, photographer like the nerd. nerd. I'm a yeah.
0: videographer nerd who uses gaffer's tape. It's awesome.
1: That's true. I do, I do like it for that You got to respect that. I do.
0: So as we're going up, it was agonizing looking around every rock, every tree, frustrating as bleep, because mm. he just... You know that you could be passing it and not seeing it because there's so much around you.
1: Yeah. I mean, it literally could have landed next to the boulder that you're walking past and you just don't turn around and look.
0: That one time you could didn't. Have
1: been, could have been it. We looked over, I mean, it could have landed in a tree. We looked on every single bush and tree oh, gosh. and still, still nothing. I mean, if it was hanging from a tree, it would have been great. I really wish it was hanging from a tree because then it'd be easy to spot.
0: And protected. And you could just grab it and go. That's what I thought was gonna happen every time. We drove down there, I'm like, you know, by the time we get yeah. there, it's just gonna be a half an hour lurking lurking, lurking looking. around <laughs> boulders. I think that's what happened is that deer was lurking around and stole it. Yeah. So I just I thought we'd just see it. We'd go right up in those places that we hadn't traveled much last time. And guys, we have our Tracks app, uh, my Tracks app, running. I'll put a link in the show notes. But the My Tracks app is fantastic. And Brennan's tracking his fo- he, yeah. His so I'm steps. tracking my
1: footsteps. Aaron's tracking his, and we're gonna take them later on. Take bo- export overlap both them. I will overlap them in the Google Map. So you can actually do that. You can actually import more than one. Um, oh yeah, the
0: KML goes right into Google Maps, and as and long as you load check, up. check the box, it oh, shows that or nice. doesn't show it, and so we'll be able to see them right on Google Earth. We stack them so we can see, see where, where we were we the first
1: time we went out, then this time with both of us. How? How? And then compare see these holes of. And if we can, and if we can take that map information and then tie it up with my new, i mean maybe I'll call my brother-in-law because he's a math whiz. Do it. Um, we did it for the. He does GoPro. calculus. He does calculus for fun.
0: Okay, he's a whiz.
1: Yeah. Like, he literally, on the weekends, that's what he does for fun. He brushes up on his calculus. How did you
0: not enlist enlist his help already?
1: Yeah, I should. So, I'm going to give him the map. I'm going to give him the data saying, okay, dude, it's traveling 50 miles an hour going this direction. Where do you think it is? (laughs) 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 I mean, I think I I enlisted his his help with the last one. With the GoPros. Was he right?
0: No. We were all dead wrong. But But we gave him false information. Well, that's the thing is the GoPro is, said it lost signal at like 8,000 feet high. And but it wasn't 8,000 it, was it. it was at like a certain pace. Or 1,000. It was like 4,000 feet it, or something. It like. It'll just say it was 4,000. Yeah. That's still high up there. I know. Except where it ended up being was, was like precisely from, where from right on top, top of that last coordinate. <laughs> it's like where it said it was at 4,000, it ended up being. It's like it did a spiral tornado land. It was less right than 100 feet from where it was. I mean, yeah. like literally. It kept a certain trajectory and vector. And then all of a sudden... It went
1: down. And that's what I'm kind of predicting with the drone too. And that's why I thought we'd find it because even though it was traveling at 50 miles an hour, I know as soon as it lost signal with me and I'm, I'm no longer telling it, pushing it to go that fast, it's going to slow on down and then just drop and just fall and just come
0: down. Yeah, it's got to be. Uh,
1: you know, and so it's like, how far did it get before it did that?
0: Uh, if if so he can give it to us without any of our information of where we've been, and then we can overlap his predictions with where we've been, I want to see if we like covered it five times and
1: we're like, okay, clearly then it's He's not got it
0: wrong. It's or our information doesn't have enough variables to help it Either get it. Either that or it's,
1: someone really did find it and we don't we're out there looking for something that's not there. Anymore. That's the other
0: worst feeling, man. That's another what what didn't go well is that you do not have your name on that drone. No, no. And so if someone did find it, they have no idea what to do. This place doesn't have a proper visitor center versus uh No the BLM guy's just like where, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, half the be like, guys you talk to, they're like, I don't I know, even know that where it area. Is. No. It's like, My cane you? wash is like, I am I have no idea where that is. It's, like, like one oh. of the major washes, and you don't get it? It's like, okay. Yeah, so we can't expect someone to know where to return it or return it to a place that we can even contact and be like, yeah, are that's... you holding on to a white and black drone? I mean, how are we going to identify? You have a registration number of some sorts that you can I point do. to, right? So you can prove it's yours.
1: Yeah. Uh, if they actually plug the drone in or how would they get that number anyways
0: it's on there somewhere right
1: i didn't actually write that number on the drone yet I was are you telling to. me
0: that's not even on there nope it's basically nope, a drone me? oh my god with hey. video
1: footage of us the beginning yeah, we're never and see video that
0: footage flying and we-, we need someone to find it who's going to look at the drone footage and see our faces and, and be and like then oh i know those guys <laughs> a google image search <laughs> <laughs> Which is also very unlikely is going to happen. So yeah. So we're looking into new DJ DJI Air. What's that new one called? Tello. Tello. It's not. It's only 720p. We're not looking into that. No. no. Th- but that would be
1: just for fun. The Mavic Pro. But the Mavic Pro, that's a contender. That's definitely something we can get as a that we were want we wanted to get one anyways. Yeah, we're using more so, money. I honestly might just uh, sell my controllers. What do you want to bet that as soon as I sell my controllers, we'll flip and find the drone? I actually had that thought while we
0: were out there in the rocks. I was thinking, <sighs> as soon as we buy a new drone, it's going to show up. Or we're going to come out here with the new drone watching footage and be like, oh, it's right there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> possibly. Actually, it might not be a bad idea. We buy the new drone, take it out that same spot fly it around get some
0: practice we do want to try it one more time third time was the charm with our gopros into space if you don't know that podcast oh or story gosh, yeah. check our youtube channel for into space into space Three video
1: crazy weekends going out there we right? actually
0: use the can-am too yeah can't save the day yeah it didn't this time but also we tried it twice with the we can-am twice, Am last time yeah. so and it was, was the
1: second time with the can-am third time's
0: it? the charm yeah okay so Follow that story in the podcast and also on the YouTube videos. You'll you'll like it. It's just a it's a tale of one determination of our and
1: No, How far long was the YouTube video? It's like maybe it started in September and
0: that was over in November. So it was basically our fifth or eighth video. Fifth video, video maybe something. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Awesome situation in the GoPro story so far. Mm -hmm. We're in the we have hours and hours of footage and audio, and we don't have anything found yet. But we could be. Yeah, we did
1: record ourselves. I did get some awesome B-roll of us driving
0: in and back. Oh, you got to talk about the photography elements of coming back.
1: Yeah, uh, man, I really wish I had time and my ca- big camera with me. <laughs>
0: we didn't. <laughs> we were want coming back, heard anything, and worry about anything. So we didn't bring any gear.
1: Yeah, was, we didn't bring. we didn't. Bring, we not even bring headlamps because he forgot them. Those. I just forgot them in the in, vehicle. They're in the
0: truck. Yeah, I was going to avoid telling people that, but yeah, there's one more up. thing that we plus the shoes <laughs> at the beginning. You know, I went back to Jeff about that. <laughs>
1: Jeff knows. You already Jeff know, Peterson Jeff. saved me from
0: uh, forgetting my shoes in the other vehicle after, after driving we ten truck. I was like, oh no. This back there the tr- in the Mercedes, dang it.
1: Yeah, so we had to go back at the shoes before this even started because we didn't want to walk around <laughs> as loafers again for the entire time. For some reason,
0: I'm forgetting my shoes everywhere we go lately.
1: So, yeah, we didn't realize. I mean, it's a good thing you said to leave because it was getting dark. Um, oh, it was yeah. still really bright outside, but you could see the canyon wall shadow getting higher and higher on the, you know, on the other side of the mm-hmm. canyon. And so... Aaron's like, yeah, we gotta wrap it up. We gotta go. Sun's getting low, and we gotta head out sun's before it gets getting dark. Low, Hulk. big guy. <laughs> sun's getting low. My, my touch my hand. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, it's good timing too because we didn't realize that. Uh, the lights on the Canon weren't working. We didn't know how to actually work those lights. And I apparently. think we actually had the key
0: turned all the way to the right, and it and still they wasn't turning working, on. But maybe there was another one we should turn back to, and then it. I worked. mean, we I got don't to
1: the, we got back to the truck in just the right
0: time because it was actually dark by the time we got to the truck. <laughs> it's like, dude, we, we barely trailer. made it <laughs> in time. I'm like, first things first, dude, get those, those ramps out because I can't see anything. Soon. Yeah,
1: so it's a good thing I we didn't stop and do more photography because then we would have really been in a pickle. But it would have been worth it, and why? It would have been worth it because the clouds blew up above. Like it was these amazing, like texture on the clouds it was like it had like the it had like the really smooth like you know puffy cloud on the top and then underneath it had those scraggly
0: like mm-hmm. sharp serrated clouds. And uh, it wasn't one of those clouds that had orange or pink. It, it had, had some everything. orange It didn't have like a pinkish color. It hues. had a little bit of
1: pink, and the blue, but mostly then it had a lot of yellow. yellow and yeah, it was, it was mostly
0: just, glow versus the contrast but It was like changing gray. every minute too. It was, it was really so fantastic. Dynamic yeah. and so much character. And so
1: I was like getting as much video as I could, like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> like, oh, I wish I had my camera because it was just like this one big cloud too. Like the rest mm-hmm. of the sky was blue. And so you could really get this amazing shot with like a big blue sky, huge red rock rock wall. And then, like, this amazing blown up sky right above it. And I'm like, oh
0: my gosh,
1: this is killing me. Like, this is amazing. I wish I had a a camera, but it's a good thing we didn't stop and do more of that or and really do that because, yeah, like I said, the Mm -hmm. lights weren't working. We made it barely in time. And dude, it was just, and then it started raining on the way back. So it would have rained on us if we stayed out any longer, I think, but the wind was insane. But that made for some good B-rolls. There was some really cool
0: moments. My favorite moment was when we had gone on one of these really pinpoint turns and basically turned back up on ourselves. And all of the dirt that we picked up going 30 miles per hour this way, then turning to go that way, all of that dirt was dust blowing in front of us by the time we got to the other side. Yeah. And it became this really crazy wall of just complete zero visibility but cool cool view of just that with the rock walls and I'm looking
1: to like oh cool I get, get my camera out start the camera and then as soon as I push record it blows away <laughs> it's like, oh, it's totally and it's clear, clear again I'm like and I'm like look we're like what the heck I'm like oh that was our dust oh no wonder it went away <laughs> yeah. like it was from us hello <laughs>
0: So if and you guys so ever get going, a chance yeah. to come out of the Buckhorn Wash area, Wedge Overlook, definitely enjoy oh, the such terrain. A cool spot, really so beautiful. Cool. And this cane wash drive, very simple, very safe, all ages. I would yeah, say any, that- if
1: you got an ATV or a Can-Am or a motorbike, yeah. go out and do it. It's so fun. It's such a great place. Make
0: sure you don't go in times that it actually is raining anywhere, 100 mm-hmm. miles away. Just don't even worry about how far away it is. Don't go, because that's where flash floods happen. That's where the wash is. Carry the water. You never know. This is not like a slot canyon area that has that major. Well, technically, it is a slot canyon at some points, right? Eh, a little bit. It's not yeah. like the narrow, narrow, narrow ones, but it has risk of flooding. You know what's interesting? You don't want to do it when you have any sort of rain. Yeah. Is
1: The water was flowing a different direction than I thought initially. The was water was actually flowing into in. the canyon where oh. I was, where normally I would think the water would flow out of it, but it was actually flowing into the canyon because I remember really looking was. at the direction of the water as we're driving past. So I'm like, this is going the opposite way than I would have thought. This is weird. But then I thought, well, the river's up there, so I guess it would be going towards the river. So that makes sense. But it just—it ah, was just totally—it totally freaked me out because it was all backwards <laughs> in my head. I'm just like, this is tripping me out. Uh, yeah. So that was kind of cool. Interesting to see how that was how that worked. But there's uh, so
0: many cool places throughout Utah, yeah. and you are coming between two major landmarks like Bryce Canyon, Moab, and you drive through the San Rafael Swell, and there's just. Countless opportunities for beauty. So don't don't really schedule yourself so tight, jumping between these landmarks that you can't enjoy the road there because there's a lot of beautiful stuff. And heck, you might even run across a drone that's so yeah, flew Yeah, I really out want there. to go back
1: like and not leave at two p.m. I wonder if they want to go back and leave your dad's at eight. Thirty AM or nine, latest. yeah, yeah, and and actually bring our big camera, so we have a good opportunity to take an awesome shot. We can do that.
0: I think the ultimate goal yeah, is a third time bringing more people, having more help, yeah. getting binoculars, bringing getting, binoculars, yeah,
1: zeroing in our data, getting that more mm-hmm. accurate to where we possibly need to zero in, and we have more data now, so yeah. we have more data to work with, which, mm-hmm. which is awesome, and so really getting that honing in, and then yeah, bringing a couple extra people because we can fit four in that form that can am right so if
0: we can borrow that one again yeah yeah and if but, we can
1: possibly someone else that has an atv or whatever can come it'd be well. awesome to have
0: maybe we can and so, bring yeah. those big yeah. cameras and get some good shots because i think that would be a we lot should more go fun. in there one more yeah. time and make sure we come out with something and we can go in yeah. there possibly come out after a milky way and that would be worth it to me that'd be a lot of fun
1: oh yeah doing milky way photography would be fantastic there because i know it's gonna be a super
0: dark site so Sweet. So hope you guys enjoyed the bonus podcast about the update of how it went for us looking for the drone again. Ah, What an experience. I mean, it was
1: an awesome experience, but sad that we didn't find what we went out to look for. But, you know, we still came back with an awesome experience. and It was a great, great day. Beautiful day. It was cloudy and ca- cloudy and a little windy when we started, but then the, the clouds blew away. It totally out to be cleared up. Beautiful blue sky. Oh yeah. And that huge, awesome, beautiful cloud that got totally lit up. I mean, it was just that was the highlight of the day, really. Um, but the trip, just the driving out there and back, was really fun too. I mean, it was just it was a great little adventure. <laughs> I wish we would have found the drone, but still, I had a blast doing it though.
0: Absolutely, it's like one of those days where you go get skunked and you can't get a really great shot, but the adventure was still a lot of fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So good luck on your guys' own adventures, and if you're following us on milkweedphotographers.com, just know that I am adding the achievements in there. Bren's gonna help me create a site that has all the users, information and signing so that's going to help us get better there but i'm going to put up the achievements so that you guys can see the list of achievements you guys can earn as a milky way photographer and get your way to that master rank of milky way photography so yeah thanks guys for listening bonus over we'll see you guys next time on an astro Photog podcast that's coming and the next Photog adventure podcast coming up in a few days
1: and if you guys want to follow us on instagram it's at photo adventures
0: yeah please do catch you guys if later If you guys are there let us know by liking it
1: bye